We are back with player guests, and I am excited about this episode for you. I'm your host, Jeff Kasouf, and this is Kicking Back, the podcast bringing you closer to the stories of players, coaches, and personalities across women's soccer. And this week, I'm speaking with Kristen Edmonds. She plays for Kansas City now. She really established herself in the National Women's Soccer League with Orlando. And before that, she had a lot of ups and downs, a lot of people who doubted her, and even went through a stretch where she was playing semi-pro just for the shot at a pro opportunity that she was between pro leagues went to europe a lot of interesting stuff which she describes in detail and uh, really a story of of resilience and perseverance and really what the national women's soccer league is supposed to be about in terms of creating opportunities for players to make careers and uh, and thrive so exciting to bring you this with Kristen. please go ahead and rate and review this podcast it helps us so much in getting the word out getting more people to listen just like yourself and go ahead and subscribe we've got another great guest coming up next week similar type of story very different in terms of the exact journey but a similar type of story in terms of the opportunity created for players in the nwsl so excited to bring you that i'm going to leave you guessing create a little tension for you and if you subscribe it'll come right to you so excited to bring you this hope you enjoy this episode and stick with us here on kicking back for more great episodes in the very near future Excited now to be joined by Kristen Edmonds, Kansas City NWSL defender slash midfielder slash everything. Um, Kristen, thanks for joining me on Kicking Back. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll get into that um, intro, but you have played basically everywhere, I think, except goalkeeper at this point. Um, yeah, well, career. I mean, I was up for save of the week one week, so <laughs> <There you laughs> I didn't go. have gloves on, but uh, but no, yeah, I I haven't put quite a few places, but um, that's kind of how my career has gone, and honestly, I think that's why I'm still playing at this level because I can kind of move around and and um, be put anywhere, and I enjoy learning the game so much that I enjoy playing different positions, even if it's in one match throughout the season, um, whichever way it goes, I think it's a way for me also to like stay on the field. So um, I get moved around quite a bit, but I love it. So don't mind it. <laughs> what do you say when um, somebody who's kind of like not as, inf- maybe maybe they're just learning about you or asking what you do. What do you say when they ask you where you play? <laughs> I literally say I can play everywhere, but don't put me in the goal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, well, for, for those of you listening, um, Kristen's in her currently in her eighth season in the NWSL over a decade pro, um, a, a good chunk of that with Orlando Pride and now with Kansas City. Um, this not We don't have the permanent name yet. I won't ask you to, to break any news, but um, Kansas City <laughs> NWSL team, which is, is a new team. It's back in Kansas City. Um, if that confuses you, I'll, I'll link some things to, to what <laughs> happened. But, um, you know, you mentioned, Kristen, your, your versatility. And I think um, the cool thing, you know, eight seasons in the league and, you know, in, in many ways, that's kind of, I think your story maybe is like the story of, you know, what, what the NWSL is about to a degree that there's, you know, pro opportunities and um, just kind of wondering, I mean, firstly, like what, what's your first year in Kansas City been like? And maybe we can dive into to some of the rest after that. <laughs> Yeah, um, well, it's definitely a growing year for us. Um, obviously, whoever's listening, if they know 
anything about our record. It's obviously not the best, but to be honest, like I love my teammates. I love the team here. Um, there's a real sense of camaraderie and um, just we enjoy each other's company. And um, our record doesn't show it, but when we're playing, I think we're, we can all see that we all enjoy each other and playing with each other. Um, having that on the field, but also having it off the field is so important because obviously for me, I'm in a new place, came into a bunch of people I didn't know and I was accepted right away. And I felt like I kind of like found a home again. Um, like you mentioned, I was in Orlando for five years and I left a lot behind when I left there, but coming into this group of women is, was amazing and I'm super happy to be here and uh, help grow the club. Yeah. I think some neutrals, you know, watching have kind of seen that progression in the summer here where, you know, as you mentioned, the record's not there, obviously. I think, I think I was in that virtual press conference after that first win where there was a, <laughs> a palpable relief, I'm sure. Um, but, but, you know, the, the play was not necessarily, you know, the record wasn't indicative of, some progress that you all were making um you know what's that been like because you're you know uh, i say a veteran now you had the armband on you were playing center back at one point in, in your <laughs> rotation there um how have you kind of maybe personally been been dealing with that this season and, and how do you kind of help guide the ship with some of the younger players through that turbulence um, yeah, I like to think that, you know, I can be a, a role model and, and a leader um, when I step on the field and even off of it. Um, but when I come into a new team like this, um, my leadership is more through example rather than vocally. Um, wearing the, ambon the armband, sorry, is such a great honor. Um, and I love that you know my coaches and my teammates saw me as a leader in that way um and i'll always try to give my best and lend any help that i can to any of my teammates at all times and um yeah i think for this team i'm just trying to like i said help grow it and um we're not necessarily a brand new team because you know we did have a core a core group come over from um from utah but um yeah, I think we have some still some growing to do, but from the beginning of the season until now, I think we've grown a ton and it shows like we got our first W. It was like a monkey off our back. And to be honest, I think we deserved it sooner than we got it. Um, but we did get it. We got it at home in front of our fans, in front of our owners, which was massive for us. And um, yeah, we've we've we had a little a little ripple in North Carolina, but besides that, you know, we've kind of been on a roll and been playing really well. And with this break, we're going into our the last little bit of our season kind of on the right foot and an upward tra trajectory. So we're looking forward to that for sure. Nice. And so for you, I mean, I was joking. I, I was, you know, you played center back at one point. <laughs> you're playing, I, I guess fullback is maybe the most common. I don't even know if that's a fair way to say it because we see you in the midfield as well. But, um, you know, that was something similar in Orlando. Do you feel like that was a blessing, a curse, a little bit of both because it got you on the field, but maybe, you know, would you have liked some of that or would like some of that stability in terms of position? Um, not so much, to be honest. I like moving around. Um, I do like 
getting to the attack as much as possible. So center back wasn't able to do that as much. Um, but I, I always say, and people get on me a little bit because they're like, it's such a politically correct answer. But it's honestly so truthful when I say that I will play anywhere that the team needs me to play, um, whether that's center back, whether it's center mid, outside back, up top. Um, I just enjoy the game, and I enjoy all the little different intricacies of it. Playing center back, it's a whole new ball game back there, um, and I got to learn while I was in that position as well. So I just enjoy the game so much, and I'm so passionate about it, and I'm such a student of it that being moved around for me is just kind of a part of how I play. So I absolutely love it. But I do enjoy being a little bit more attacking-minded at times. Yeah, you, you got the forward roots, right? <laughs> yeah, so. I do. I do. I grew up I grew up uh, out on the wing and up top, so definitely started there. But uh, I've been creeping back slowly. But um, <laughs> I think because I started as a forward, um, and even when I'm in the back, I always say, like, uh, you know, my best defense is my attack. So I'd rather be attacking you all game and – rather than in the back defending a winger. So come chase me. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, I guess, is there any advantage to, like, do you feel like because you have those forward days yourself that playing in a defensive role, you can kind of maybe think like a forward in that sense and, and kind of predict how that's going? Or is that just, is that not really a thing, do you think? Um, it could be, to be honest. I never really thought about it like that. Um, I kind of think about, you know, I guess so, because I think about how if I were on the ball, where I would want to go, what kind of crosses I want to get in. Um, I think I'm able to read the game pretty well. So I kind of want, like, I want to make sure that I'm making you as uncomfortable as possible. And um, whether that's like putting you on your weaker foot or making you go down the line instead of cut inside. Um, just like little things like that, I think helped me a lot. And yeah, maybe just being up top and knowing that, you know, as a forward, they're all goal hungry. So um, yeah, just to make them make that little extra pass or a little extra effort every time, because as a defender, you can win that battle nine times out of 10, but that one that you lose <laughs> could lose you the game. And knowing that coming from being up top, I always think like, I just have to beat you one time. So in the back, it's like, I can't let you beat me ever, yeah. <laughs> which is a little bit more difficult, but it's fun. It's a yeah. good battle back there. Nice. Well, I wanted to talk about, I mean, I think, you know, part of that, that story of yours of, of, you know, playing for over a decade now at this, this level, um, you know, if, if somebody were just kind of learning about you and they hit up like Wikipedia, there's, there's a big gap there, right? There's, there's 2011 for when you go to Iceland and, and mm -hmm. you know, you graduate at Rutgers or your last season at Rutgers is kind of right before WPS, you know, mm -hmm. the previous league. And um, I know, you know, you and I had met in Newburgh, New York at a USLW <laughs> league. You know, you were playing in the USL, the old USLW league for a while, yeah. which, you know, for all intents and purposes was an amateur league. And, and yeah. you were trying to, you know, live that pro dream. Um Maybe just for like listeners, if you could fill in that gap of what those years were like and, and just kind of, I mean, what, what kept you motivated toward that pro dream where, you know, that, that's a grind. And I think people don't even realize like financially that's, you know, you've got to figure that out. I mean, how did, how did that go for you? What, what kept you going? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So I graduated from Rutgers and I, I went to tryouts 
and tried to do the open trial thing because I didn't get drafted. Um, I didn't expect to get drafted, to be honest. Um, but I knew that this was something that I wanted. It was a dream of mine. And I really just wasn't going to take no for an answer. I had belief in myself that I was good enough to be at this level. Um, so if I had to take a long road to get here, I had to take it. And uh, I'm glad that I did, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so I tried out for a couple of teams. Um, Sky Blue was one of them in my home state. And uh, yeah, I didn't make any preseason rosters. So um, their affiliate at the time was Quick Strike Lady Blues um, and Jesse Comel, one of my favorite coaches I've ever played for, um, brought me up there. And I'm so thankful that he did because I honestly learned so much playing for him. And he's the first person that put me at center back. <laughs> which is hilarious because at the time I was like, I can't do that. I don't know what I'm doing back there. Um, but he was probably one of the first people that have, has moved me around um, on the field so much. And, and obviously it translated into, into me playing now and grateful that he did that. I was a little bit panicked back then, but now it's kind of natural to me. Um, but yeah, I did that for two years. The second season I was there because I did get invited into camp for Sky Blue that second year. I went to the tryouts again, made it through tryouts, went to preseason camp, wound up getting hurt. Um, and then I was the very last cut is between me and one other girl. And uh, they chose the other girl, which was absolutely heartbreaking. I felt like I had put so much time, energy, effort, sacrifice into trying to make my dream come true and I thought man another no like I definitely questioned you know if this was the right path for me but um yeah Jesse was like let's go let's go again like come back so I went and played with for him again um and then after that season uh yeah my pro career kicked off and I have to thank my family too because they're honestly like my biggest support system and you mentioned like financially it's obviously very difficult still is difficult in this league um but getting me through those first couple of years of just trying to make it and focusing on that not really focusing on working and making money um I did have have jobs but it wasn't enough obviously to support my lifestyle um so my family is definitely my rock and yeah thankful that they supported me trying to get this dream as much as I wanted to get there so but yeah I did I did it so <laughs> yeah so I mean in 2011 you, you get that first pro pro opportunity and it ends up being um in Iceland mm -hmm. which so do you remember how that came about yeah so um I don't remember how I got in touch with an agent, but somehow I got in touch with an agent. Uh, it might've been through another player, to be honest. I feel like that's kind of how it happens now. But um, yeah, and I was like, I was willing to go overseas. Um, I had never really been away from home. Obviously I'm from Jersey, went to Rutgers in New Jersey. Then I only moved an hour and a half to New York. Um, so I was kind of ready to go and explore the world. And if I could do it for free while getting paid, and um playing uh it was a no-brainer for me so um yeah getting out to iceland was an amazing experience it's one of my favorite countries i've ever been to it's absolutely beautiful i tell anyone if you want like a four or five day vacation go to iceland you will not regret it it's literally amazing um but yeah i, I was there for six months played there for a season 
again, wound up getting injured. Um, I kind of destroyed my ankle while I was there, but um, no regrets. We won the league there. So my first year as a pro, first uh, championship. So it kind of kickstarted my career. So everything I did to get to this point uh, was definitely worth it. Yeah, I've heard about Iceland being beautiful. I feel like more than four or five days, though, right? You need. It's like amazing. A- it's so small. It's, oh, okay. it's right. a tiny <laughs> country. Um, but to do like all the tourist stuff, and then maybe a little bit more if you meet a local, uh, you really only need like four or five days because it's so tiny. Um, but I did. I feel like I got so lucky. I had um, there were three three Americans and we all lived together, but we had a host family that would kind of like take care of us and check on us. Anytime we had a day off, they would come pick us up and be like, "We're going. We're taking you here. We're taking you there." I feel like I saw the whole country in six months, um, just on our off days, and it was amazing. They were a great family. Like they have us over for dinner. I actually still talk to them to this day, um, which is awesome in itself. But I was also there for the Northern Lights. Yeah. So I got to see them, which I feel like isn't very common. So (laughs) to be able to experience that was unbelievable. I'll probably never get to see them ever again, but it was unreal. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's awesome. I was just talking to uh, Kayla Sharples on NWSL Live show, which we had you on last year. And uh, it was, um, I think she said she, the the weather didn't cooperate for her to see the Northern Lights. Right. uh, Yeah. Which has got to be a bummer. Yeah, it has to be so cold. The sky has to be so clear. <laughs> Everything kind of has to be perfect. And then it's like a, a light show. Like aliens are coming down. <laughs> it, it was amazing. I think yeah. my roommates and I just stood outside for like two hours, just like looking up, <laughs> just watching. Like, yeah. And it was freezing and I hate the cold. And <laughs> we just couldn't go inside because when are we ever going to see that again? You know, I mean, I hope I get to, but. It was, yeah, something for sure for the books. You're a lifelong New Jersey resident and you hate the cold. <laughs> I do. My family will tell you I'm always cold. So I moved to Florida. <laughs> I was going to say, so Orlando was very nice for you it for the, nice. the five yeah. years. <laughs> I do enjoy the snow. I enjoy the snow because I like to snowboard and be in the snow, but I don't really enjoy the cold. So if it's not snowing, and it's just cold for no reason. Like, who wants to be in five degree weather? Not well, me. Well, I wanted to ask you about the next stop in the career, which <laughs> I'm sure continued that trend of, of being cold. You had Rosyanka in Russia, um, yeah. which got you into the Champions League. You, you, you all ended up uh, losing to eventual champions, Wolfsburg, yeah. that year in, in the quarterfinals. Um, so, you know, I think it's, a, you know, that's basically a two-year gap from trying to make it in WPS and, and be in that last cut to play in a, you know, Champions League quarterfinal, essentially. Yeah. Um, what was that experience like? Uh, let's start with maybe the Champions League itself. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that tournament, that experience, that that level, um, you know, you, you obviously featured in some of those matches. So how did you, what, what's your memory of that? Um, yeah, I, one of the reasons that I wanted to, that I, put Russia as an option to go to was because they did play in Champions League. And I, I thought, you know, I grew up watching the men's Champions League. Um, how cool would it be to play in the women's Champions League? So being able to, to play in that with them was amazing. Um, I loved the travel that we got to do. But when you pull up to that stadium and 
see all the Champions League flags and the fans coming out to watch the games and then the walkout when you hear the Champions League music playing, it makes you feel some type of way. And I honestly can't even explain it. I was so nervous walking out to that field. And I mean, it's just another soccer game, right? But it feels like it's the biggest game at the in the moment of your life. Um, obviously, when the whistle blows, you know, the nerves kind of settle. But yeah, I just remember walking on the field. I was really nervous. Obviously, Wolfsburg is a massive club. Um, I was still pretty young at the time and and new in my career. So uh, the nerves were definitely there. But once I got through that first game, um, I was just excited to play the rest of them and to try and, and go far in that tournament. And yeah, playing in the quarterfinals was definitely a treat and a highlight of my career for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you've been you've been in the U.S. basically since, um, yeah. you know, in terms of playing. Is that do you feel like you kind of got that out of your system? Was it something that, you know, maybe you would have been wondering about had you not done it? Um, I don't know. I always like think to myself, like, do I want to end my career overseas? Like, I don't know, because I honestly love traveling. I love seeing the world um, and through soccer is just a cool way to be able to do it and see different parts of the world. Um, I did get to travel quite a bit playing uh, on Rasianka. I was there for two seasons and we were in Champions League for both seasons. So I did get to see quite a few countries, um, which I absolutely loved. But I also like love playing here in this league. It's so competitive. Um, I, I'm a little biased, but I think it's the best league in the world. Um, top to bottom, you're always going to have a game here, uh, which I absolutely love. It's not like that in every country, but um, I do miss traveling a little bit. But I mean, I definitely like, you know, playing in the U.S., representing the U.S. And my family and friends are here. They all get to see me play. I didn't really they didn't really get to see me play overseas. Obviously, they watch anything that they could online, but it's not always easy to find the games. Um, so it was definitely an amazing experience. I'm very happy I did it. I feel like I grew up when I went overseas. You know, you're going to a country you've never been to. Don't speak the language. It forces you to become an adult <laughs> very quickly. Mm. Um, I didn't learn Icelandic, but I did learn how to speak Russian. Okay. I didn't speak it much, but I understood it very well. Um, and I can read it almost fluently while I was there and a little bit after I came home. I've lost it all, to be honest. <laughs> I don't get to speak Russian to anyone, but uh, yeah, I picked up the language. I had to. I didn't have a choice um, living there. And so that experience in itself was uh, something that helped shape shaped me here and definitely appreciate um, where I'm at, where I'm at now. You had the, maybe other than the weather, you had the good experience in Russia at Rosianka, you said, because I, I know <laughs> I, I had, at the time, this was a while back, I talked to some players who it wasn't quite what they were expecting or hoping for, but. Yeah, yeah, I have to thank them because I feel like they <laughs> rolled out the red carpet for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because for that reason. Um, so yeah, my experience was amazing. The club was great. My teammates were great. Um, they included me in everything they could. Um, even though the first like couple months there, I was, I felt like I was in over my head because I didn't know the language. I had a translator with me all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, obviously being that far away from home, my comfort zone, um, I didn't have any other Americans with me either. So again, I had to grow up a little bit more and um, I was very homesick at first, but 
I kind of just like made a decision like I'm here. I want to be here. I want to play in this league. I want to play for this team. I want to play in Champions League. You just kind of have to dive in and get comfortable. So I dove into the culture. Uh, my trainer over there spoke English and he was willing to like give me some lessons. So I took a little bit of lessons with him after some practices. I would start walking around like just the town and reading things like grocery signs or like street signs just to start learning the alphabet. Once I learned the alphabet, everything else came a little bit easier. And then I was able to communicate with my teammates more, which was nice, which made the experience a lot better as well. So um, that experience, that whole experience being over there was every emotion I could possibly think of, but an experience that I wouldn't take back for anything. So I'm definitely happy that I, I went that route. That, that's impressive because that's only about a year or so that, that you were there. So you felt yeah. that, that comfortable with what you had learned to yeah. understand Russian. That's that's cool. That's yeah, cool. when you hear it, <clears throat> excuse me, 24-7, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. and you don't hear any English, you just kind of start picking up words. And to be honest, like you, you don't have a choice. If yeah. I wanted to get somewhere, I had to be able to, to communicate a little bit or understand what they were saying a little bit so I can like at least point. I'd go to the grocery store. I couldn't ask, what is this? So I'm picking up something. I can't read it. I don't know what it is by looking at it. So for me to just, you know, have my day-to-day -day routine, I needed to learn the basics. And once I did that, everything else kind of just came a little bit easy just because one, I was interested in it and wanted to learn it. And two, um, I wanted to, you know, enjoy being with my teammates and able to communicate on the field and all that stuff. So having that knowledge of the language, once I learned a little bit, made my experience, I think, even better. So nice. Aimlessly wandering around a grocery store with no idea what you're looking at. Sounds like my entire six weeks in France at the World Cup, because I had no idea and nothing <laughs> that I usually ate was there. I was yeah. Like... It was a little difficult. The first time I went to the grocery store, I bought spoiled milk, oh. which I didn't know was a thing, but they sell it there. So on purpose? <laughs> I went home and poured it out and I was like, oh my milk's bad. <laughs> what uh what is spoiled milk used for? I have no idea. Okay. I, well... I have no idea. I will not be uh, purchasing any of that anytime soon, but that's a, a good story to have. Um, well, you you know, you come home, maybe, I mean, after a spoiled milk, I'd, I'd come home too. But you, you come home, uh, not long after that, you come to Western New York Flash and, and um, you know, first time actually playing pro in the, in the U.S., the NWSL was, was a year in at that point. What, um, what, what brought you back or what brought you there? Um, mentally, my friends and family brought me back um, because I did have the opportunity to stay. Um, but I think having the opportunity to come play in the U.S., um, it was kind of a foot in the door for me to get back over here and be closer to home. Um, that was massive for me. Um, obviously, growing up and playing college where I did, my family was at almost probably 95% of my games all the way through college from when I was six to 21. <laughs> um, and then 
even after college, you know, when I played for Quick Strike, they were at all of those as well, home and away games. My parents would travel. My aunt and uncle would travel. My brother's like my sidekick. So um, not having them be able to experience my dream with me um, definitely weighed on me a little bit. So as soon as I got that opportunity, it was a no-brainer. I jumped at it. Um, and being on the East coast was massive for me to come back to. So that definitely drew me to coming back to the States for sure. Yeah. I remember your dad at every single event. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that was, I saw him at one point when you were, you guys, had a, you were, must've been on Orlando playing at, uh, at Rutgers again for, against Sky Blue. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. always a fun homecoming when, when I get to go play New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we're recording this too, right after you had posted to your Instagram, some great news too, that your dad yeah. twice, twice now has beaten cancer, which is yeah. amazing to hear. So yeah. my mom and dad have both beat it twice. My wow. dad recently just found out yesterday that he is cancer free. So awesome news. And it's obviously like being away from home. It's always hard, especially when, you know, things like that are going on and he's battling that uh when my mom was battling her breast cancer while I was uh you know I'm out here playing trying to win championships on a soccer field and I think that that's hard and they're over there kicking butt so uh yeah definitely amazing news and super happy nothing can ruin my day today <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's amazing that is and uh I'm sure you know as you said happy to see them uh you know, at the field, probably they're at every game again now that you're yeah. back in the not, States. Well, not, not, not during always. the pandemic. They don't travel to all my away games, unfortunately. Now it's a little expensive to get around this country. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they, when I played in Western New York, they were up and down. They were every home game. And then obviously up and down the East Coast, um, even all the way to North Carolina. Then when Orlando came in, and I went and I played there. I think they came out maybe two trips a year. So they might have caught four home games if they could. Um, maybe even more. I think my mom actually came a couple more times. But um, because it was a flight. But everywhere they could drive to, they were driving. So North Carolina, they drove all, drove all the way down. Washington, New Jersey. Uh, first year, we got to play the Flash up there. So anywhere that they can drive to, they're, they're there. And they've been out to see me play in Kansas City as well. So they're definitely my biggest supporters. And I appreciate everything that they do for me. And, you know, taking time off of work. My dad's now retired. <laughs> he can finally enjoy his retirement now. <laughs> but, yeah, my mom has to take a bunch of time off of work. Um, and my brother as well to come out and support me. So... Uh, my aunt and uncle as well, who I'm very close with. So um, whenever they get to come to a game, it's super special. And hopefully I can keep playing as long as I can. Because I feel like, you know, when I retire, it's like they lose a little bit as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, still still kicking over here. <laughs> yeah. You got to just keep dangling it like, hey, you know, I don't know. This could be, <laughs> yeah. this could be it. You're going to have to come out this entire fall. <laughs> you just play that I'm card. I know. I'm sure the, the year that I do decide that it's going to be my last one, I'm I'm sure they'll be around quite a bit. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think um, you know a lot of folks who follow the league primarily maybe know you or, or first knew you from your time in Orlando. Mm -hmm. 
you're one of the, we're one of the original players there for that expansion team. You, um, I think people forget you as a midfielder, you led that team in goals in that inaugural season with, with six goals. Um, and you did that, I believe defined as a midfielder, but I think even then you were kind of bouncing around positions, um, a little bit. Um, I just wondering, I mean, you know, you had five years, five seasons there. I mean, I know we can, we can talk about, you've got, you know, still a good connection at a community, but just how you kind of view your time there. Um, obviously, you know, trades in this league and everything just, they happen, I guess, but, um, what, what was your time like there? Because that's, that's kind of the bulk of this pro career so far for you. Yeah. Um, obviously when I was first traded to Orlando, I was really excited brand new club for me it felt like kind of a fresh start um when I was in western New York I kind of felt like I had lost my way a little bit um so just having that clean slate kind of got me excited again about playing and I fell back in love with the sport while I was in Orlando and the game <clears throat> and um while I was there because I was there for so long not only did I have a great relationship with the club and the fans my teammates and coaches but I had a great relationship with people forming off the field as well. And I kind of had my own little life going on while I was there. Um, I didn't actually live with the team. I had my own apartment. Um, I had like a little side business while I was down there. I have a club now down there. Um, so Orlando definitely became my home away from home. And when I do decide to retire at some point, hopefully not too soon, um, Orlando will definitely be home for me. So, uh, those five years there were absolutely amazing. It was very hard for me to leave, um, but I think it was a good time for me to kind of step away and, and try something new, and uh, Kansas City was that for me. And I will never say anything bad about my time down there because I absolutely loved it, and I have so much to go back to when I'm done. And I appreciate the community and how they accepted me and how they still show, show their support, even though I'm not wearing their crest, but um, definitely have family and friends for life down there. So I loved my, my five years there. You're just like, you're like 30 years ahead of the game that Orlando, <laughs> Florida has stolen the heart of a New Jersey. Yeah. You're just doing the snowbird thing early. Is, is I know. Awesome. I mean, it doesn't hurt that in December I'm <laughs> on grass training. Yes. <laughs> And my parents are dealing with blizzards. <laughs> yeah, that, that does sound nice. I'm, I'm not looking forward to the return of that. Yes. <laughs> um, did, did you see any similarities? or Do you feel like there were any? I mean, you mentioned that a lot of this Kansas City team came from Utah. So, I mean, I, I hesitate to even call it an expansion team, quote unquote, but a new team. Mm -hmm. you, you joined that Orlando team when it was brand new. Um, are they similar in any way in that sense? Um, I would say on the field, not so much because we did already have a core um, for Kansas City. And uh, when I went to Orlando, it was literally forming a new team from scratch. Um, but definitely off the field as like just kind of building the club up, um, getting new facilities and everything like that um, is definitely somewhat similar. And it's kind of cool to see the club grow in that way, because in a sense, you feel like you're a part of it growing and helping it grow and move in the right direction. So um, there's definitely some similarities in that aspect for sure. Yeah. Nice. Well, you mentioned um, you, so you're part owner of a youth club, right? In, yeah. in the Orlando area. What's uh, 
I know that's a passion of yours. Yeah. Um, yeah, my little ones. I miss them a lot, to be <laughs> honest. Um, so a really good friend of mine um, who actually trained with me off season um, wanted to start a youth club and brought me on board. And um, I absolutely love it. And there's, I think there's five of us that own it. And, you know, the plan was to to start small and, and grow kind of slowly. And we started small and I had, I coached the only girls team um, in our club last year at the time. And I think we had 11 teams total. And now we have, oh my goodness, I don't even know. I think we have, I wanna say, I wanna say we have close to 20 teams now. So <laughs> we're growing pretty quickly, but, um, but yeah, no, I love, just what the club is about the culture that we're trying to create um we're very people first player second um but at the same time we want you to grow to enjoy the game as much as we all do um and you know there's a ex pros involved pros involved we have a a pretty unique uh situation with the club so um we're just trying to to do the right thing and pay it forward. And uh, yeah, when I'm done, it's definitely gonna be my way of giving back to the game that has given so much to me. So that's definitely important for me to do. What's the club name for people listening? Uh, it's called FC Highland. Okay. Yeah, yeah, a little on, you're looking for a team in Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> I would suggest going to FC Highland tryouts. <laughs> Who, who else is involved? Can you name drop? You said expert. Yeah. Pro. Um, so Jeremy Christie, um, Giles Barnes, Tony Presley. Um, then we have other coaches. Um, Carrie Lawrence is one of our coaches now. Um, Connell Smith, who used to be with Orlando, yeah. um, and, his, and his offseason comes and helps out every once in a while. Um, and then we have some ambassadors as well. Marta is one of our ambassadors. Um, Shalina Zadorsky you know gold medalist from the olympics is over there um and and quite a few more people are involved as well um but yeah it's it's something that we're growing and um it's awesome that they kind of let me step away for a little bit and finish out my dream and the way that i can contribute is by being a role model and you know some of these kids their dream will be to become a professional and they can see me you know, doing it right now. So um, in my off season, I will be back and and do as much as I can with the kids. And I definitely miss my my old team. So I'll, I'll be excited to see those girls again and the coaching staff and, you know, just the little family that we've created. Um, but they support me a ton. And um, yeah, I appreciate them tenfold. So I miss them a ton. But I'll see them soon. <laughs> I like how you just casually were like, yeah, Marta's an ambassador. <laughs> just throw that in there. But, yeah. Um, One of the cool things that we do do is, you know, we have a lot of people that want to be involved. Um, and a culture that we're creating for the youth is, like I said, play uh, person first, player second. So, you know, we want them to grow up to be great human beings and enjoy the game and enjoy what soccer is about. It's not just about wins and losses. Um, but a lot of people are competitive and obviously we all want to get those dubs. So we shoot for that. But um, if we can, you know, create or help develop um, amazing people <clears throat> to fit into this world, that's our, our number one.
our number one thing. And then, you know, hopefully we'll win some championships along the way. (laughs) Well, it sounds like you, you know, maybe you're are kind of aware just from your, your previous answer there of like, kids looking up to, to you. And, and I mean, I think most of those names you said there, anybody following MLS or NWSL through the years yeah. would recognize. Um, do you, I mean, do you stop and think about all these things we talked about this past half hour or so, like your your journey? I, I do think, you know, really that that it is what the league, the NWSL is, is really mm-hmm. about in that sense. I mean, we hear about maybe, you know, different, big stars quote unquote and and we hear about these different things but like players that are in the league like i think about wps and the number of players like yourself that didn't have the opportunity to get to eight years or that just said you know this isn't this isn't worth it to to keep this going even in the early years of nwsl um you know in, in that way i feel like your journey is kind of that you know what the NWSL maybe should be putting on a billboard to some degree of like, this is what it's about for, you know, the 200 some players. Um, yeah. Do you, do you kind of give yourself time to reflect on that? Is that something you think about? Um, well, I haven't thought about it till just now, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Um, but I feel, I do feel like, you know, my journey is different than a lot of people. Um, <clears throat> just the road that I had to take the obstacles that I had to overcome being told no so many times. I was actually told that I wasn't good enough to play in the NWSL. Um, The very next year I got called up to the national team. So, I mean, there's definitely things that kind of light a fire. Um, But yeah, there's, you know, I tell people all the time, like, if you have a dream, go after it. I mean, obviously everyone won't reach this level. but if you put in the work and you kind of have that, I won't take no for an answer mentality, um, it's definitely something you can achieve. And, you know, if I can help anyone reach their dream, whether it's become a professional athlete or get into a great college while playing the sport and then becoming a doctor or whatever your dream is, if I can affect and help in any way, even just a little bit, then I'll be happy and, and I've done my job. But um. Yeah, I'm super grateful for the career that I had, and I'm going to keep it going for a little while longer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, my road wasn't easy, but I think that it helped shape me as the person that I am today. And, you know, I got here where I'm at, which was the ultimate goal. So, um, yeah, I didn't mind kind of going through the mud a little bit to, to get here, you know. So this was always the end goal. And whether it takes one year or five years to get here, I got here and I'm loving it. I still absolutely love the game. I'm still so passionate about it. Still learning um, new positions like center back. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, not everyone gets to go to a massive D1 school and get drafted in the first round. You know, some people do have to take that longer route. And I'm happy that I can share my story and say that there are other ways to, to get here and to do it. So um don't get discouraged because it is very easy to, um, but yeah, just kind of lace up them boots and get to work. Now, I remember that 2016 call up at the end of that year after, after that Orlando debut season. Yeah. So that had to be pretty cool. Yeah. That was easily the, the highlight of my career. <laughs> there you go. Um, 
Well, before we go, I know, um, you know, you have a, a particular passion as well. Um, yeah. Last time I spoke with you, we, we do, we were on a, a video show on our yeah. end of it. So live, you had a whole litter of puppies back in Orlando, <laughs> which you told me before we came on here that uh, everybody's found a home, but I know dogs, maybe animals more mm -hmm. generally are, are an, another passion of yours that you're looking to pursue in some regard. Yeah, for sure. Um, so in Orlando, I did have a little side business um, called Pups. It was my dog walking and pet sitting company. Um, I did have to put it on pause while I'm here, but I'm trying to figure out a way to get it going, whether it be here in KC or um, kind of just waiting until I'm done and, and getting it um, up and running again when I move back to Orlando. But um, yeah, Animals has always been a passion of mine since I've been little, and I always try and volunteer at different shelters, um, whether it be with wildlife or, you know, just just dogs, which is what I did in Orlando. Um, I'm always looking to give back and to volunteer. Um, that's where I got my two pups from, Jersey and Bain. Um, and I'm, I'm currently looking for a place to to volunteer in um, Kansas City. I actually have a, a tour set up for one of the shelters at the end of the month. So I'm pretty excited about that. Probably won't be able to start until next season, but um, yeah, I'm always interested in in finding ways to, to kind of give back. And it's also great for me to have something other than soccer to kind of take a step back and get that little release from um, the game. Obviously it's a lot of people see all the glitz and glamour, but it definitely takes a toll on you day in and day out, um, just like any job would. Um, but when I'm kind of exhausted and just a little down, animals definitely give me that pick me up. So um, I'm excited to get that started here in KC. And when I'm done playing, that's definitely me something that I get back into um, and hopefully get my business running again. So yeah. excited for that too. So Jersey and Bain, you said, right? What kind of... What kind of breed? So Jersey is a pit mix. Um, I fostered, well, I fostered both of them and failed both times. <laughs> um, but I got Jersey in 2017. Um, I fostered her when she was five weeks old. It was her and three of her brothers. And I really wanted a girl dog. And I decided on, on keeping her. And she is literally sitting on my feet right now. Um, we're very attached to each other. This is my girl, my ride or die. And then my boy Bane over here, who's looking at me in the door, <laughs> um, my Rottweiler. I did the same. I fostered him <clears throat> when he was 11 weeks old. Um, he's got two dislocated hips. Oh, man. Um, you wouldn't really know by looking at him until he started to walk. I call it his swag. Um, but yeah, it was really hard for me to find him a home. So I wound up keeping him and he's another blessing and um he's my guy and uh these two will be with me forever so um yeah i am not planning on uh, adopting any more dogs in the meantime <laughs> two is plenty um they definitely give me some extra security obviously being a female living alone but um they also keep me active and um you know when you walk into a door of animal any animal really um especially these two that are so excited that you're home they feel like you've been gone forever um even if i've just had a terrible training or it's cold here and raining and the only thing i want to do is get into a hot shower <laughs> and put on some warm clothes um or we just lost a game coming home and walking into these guys 
you know, I definitely have to put a smile on my face. So, uh, yeah, animals are also my little therapy and yeah, excited to get into that passion when I'm done as well. Nice. Nice. Well, there you go. If, uh, if they haven't already, maybe blue crew, somebody listening, uh, the, the KC fans have something for a, a TIFO or something for you. If, uh, maybe they can get a picture of your two dogs. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Kristen, thank you for joining me. Kristen Edmonds, uh, Kansas City, NWSL, uh, everything, I guess we'll say, <laughs> midfielder, defender. Uh, appreciate you taking time. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jeff. Good to catch up. Thank you for listening to Kicking Back, a podcast brought to you by The Equalizer and now with Blue Wire Podcasts. If you missed any of our great interviews from the past or you don't want to miss anything going forward, and I promise you that you don't, please subscribe on any platform you're listening. And please go ahead and rate and review our podcast. It really does help with visibility. That's that for this episode. We'll be back soon with another great guest from the world of women's soccer.